0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full turns at mintmobile.com. Coming, Coming to you live from Alola's, Alola's Battle, 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 Battle Royale Battle. Dome, it's, it's the one, one, one the only, only Puckle, Puckle Battlecast. Battle Cast. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, and right out the gate, I've got a little bit of a different show for you this month. I hope that everyone listening is safe and sound. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now, so please be safe out there. Uh, I know it's gotten the best of everybody's schedules, including ours here at Puckle, which is why you haven't heard me introduce any co-hosts yet, because it's you and me. I'm talking directly to you guys this time, because it's a little different, our schedules didn't align, everything is crazy right now, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. So I am here to give you guys a quick update on how things are going in the world of competitive battling. So we're going to jump through the, what have you been up to? Because what have I been up to? I've been doing work. I've been doing things. I've been keeping on keeping on while not leaving my house for the last month, which as a slight introvert has been fantastic. I highly recommend it, especially if you're in a high risk area. Stay at home, guys, because <laughs> it's crazy out there and be careful. But I've also been practicing on the ladder and playing things there. I know I was on the show this last week and I mentioned, I think then, that I was taking part in the Mel Metal Suspect Test. I didn't actually end up getting any voting rights for it, but I was doing it and kind of seeing what was taking place there as well as following all of the threads and everything like I normally do to keep on top of things for this show. So, it's been fun. A lot of things have been going on. So, we together are just going to dive straight into tier time. So, we'll be right back after this message, which is much earlier than normal. (laughs) Now it's time to see the results of this month's blood, sweat, and teary. And we're back. That was quick. We're starting with tier time because a lot of cool stuff has happened, especially in the time period between March and now at the end of April. A lot of cool stuff has happened over the entire tiers. The biggest one, if you ask me, is a new complex we'll call it complex ban complex clause that has happened in ubers for those of us who play that meta uh we mentioned it last month how it was something they were considering doing and they actually went through with it they formalized it they've put it into place there is a dynamax clause in ubers now and the following po- pokemon are not allowed to dynamax at all those are ditto Qrem white lunala marshadow mewtwo Necrozma, Duskmane, and Dawnwings, Reshiram, Sogaleo, and Zekrom. By this list, it looks like Qrem Black still can, but meh. That's the list of things that are not allowed to Dynamax at all. Pretty much the big, big big-ticket Ubers on that list. The big, almost box legends, we'll call them, in addition to Mewtwo and Marshadow. So... You can't do it with them. Ditto is another big outlier on there because with that, you kind of could break this clause if it was otherwise put into place because you come in, you copy their Qrim, and then your Ditto Dynamaxes and you have the same problem that you had before. It almost basically mandates you have a Ditto on your team in order to counter the opponent. So with that, a lot of stuff has kind of balanced out. Ubers has become a lot less overall oppressive, if you will. Things like Mewtwo can no longer crank their speed up to suddenly outrun Eternatus with using the Flying Type-Z move that is escaping my brain right now and I don't have anyone to lean on, so if you're screaming at it at your computer screen or in your car if you're driving, just scream it, or comment at me on Friday morning when this comes out, or and tell me I got the name wrong. But anyway, Moving on, the couple of the biggest ones out of that are Marshada, Mewtwo, and Necrozma, Main. Those are the big, big, big offenders of this. As well as Zekrom, because Zekrom could get a couple Dragon Dances up and then not be able to be revenge killed, because it's got enough decent bulk that doubling the HP really goes a long way with it. It hinders a lot of those, and obviously Zacian can't, because it can't in the coding. Eternatus can't either, so it it brings down and keeps level a lot of the really big bad ugly Ubers. A A lot of the meta has started to skew from specially based now to more of a physically based one. Zekrom is still incredibly potent, but other things like Zacian, Marshadow, and even Gyarados, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, really start to shine a lot more when It's not just completely overwhelmed by the specially based things that can Dynamax. So things to counter physically based Pokemon like Quagsire with Unaware, Hippowdon is another really good one, and Melmetal, which we've recently gotten, and part of the reason that it stayed Ubers is because it's just so bulky. Um, They're starting to rise because of this physical skew. However, one thing that is also rising really good, really well, but is not physically based is Lunala. It actually, even though it can't Dynamax by itself anymore, it's incredibly benefited by this particular Dynamaxing clause because now it's not scared of things like it was before, like Reshiram Dynamaxing in its face, Marshadow Dynamax, Revenge Kill, maybe even Steel, I guess, Calm Minds in its face, and Main no longer being as reliable a counter being able to just double its HP in front of it. Lunala has a lot of different sets that it can run to. You can go straight offensive with some kinds of choice items. You can do a calm mindset if you want to start to set up. You can do will-o'-wisp. You can use hazard control. A lot of these will use heavy-duty boots to keep that shadow shield intact when you're switching around. And it fits great into a lot of cores. For example... Lunala combined with Quagsire and Sylveon take on a little bit of the utility in Lunala, the physical side in Quagsire, and the special side countering with Sylveon. That's kind of a balanced core, if you will. And you can go straight offense with Lunala and Zacian because they can wear down each other's sides of the team, if you will. Lunala targeting the physically based things, Zacian targeting the specially defensive based things. They take out each other's things. But one of the big ones that's really rising quickly to the top, as far as best users of Dynamax, there's two really good ones. One is Gyarados, the thing that we were kind of afraid of in OU, and that's where it made its biggest splash, ironic, is in OU. It's a really good user of Dynamax just by itself because of how its stats are, what move pool it's got it can immediately start a snowball sweep after a single Dragon Dance, where you just do that, Dynamax up, double your HP, you now survive stupid things like Thunder, and just go for it. It was previously kept down by the fact that stuff like Mewtwo and Solgaleo, all those could Dynamax in front of it, meaning it's less effective. Now they can't, now you can, you start that snowball a lot earlier. However, arguably... The best in Ubers user of Dynamax is probably Excadrill. It's still got the Mold Breaker to get any Levitators out of the way. You can do Sand Rush if you're partnering with Hippowdon or Tyranitar because now that Lunala is good, therefore Tyranitar is good, even without Pursuit because it's something that can actually absorb a Moongeist Beam. So... Excadrill's got a lot of good partners. You could even use both of them if you really want to make sure that sand is up for it. That's kind of the state of Ubers, though. We're going to see how this continues to evolve, as well as what other things in the future will be added to this Cannot Dynamax list. Could something like Qrem Black make this list, or other Uber things like Any of the legendaries that we're getting in fall, a lot of those will probably be on this list. Think of a Xerneas that suddenly has twice the HP after Geomancy. That's dumb. That's not going to survive. That's going to be immediately put on this list. Other things may be able to survive without being blacklisted. I know there's some legendaries that are capable of Dynamaxing that are in the Ubers tier that are not on here. I can't think of them at the moment, so scream them at your radio or tag me in them on Thursday morning. And we will all we'll all laugh about the fact that I have the memory of a Goldeen later on. So, with Ubers kind of wrapped up, this is really exciting for me. I, I'm excited that this complex ban is in place. It kind of makes it so there's not as much of a need for an Anything Goes tier. So, we'll keep our eyes on it. Moving on, though. Hopping a tier and going down to UU, because I want to end on OU this month. So, in UU, a lot of stuff has happened in the last month. I remember we were mentioning the fact that Mamoswine was being suspected at the end of last month's Battlecast. That has concluded. Mamoswine is banned from the UU tier. A couple other big things happened, like the regular tier updates occurred, and Darmanitan, Sylveon, Rotom Wash, and Torkoal dropped from OU usage into. UU usage. Now, Torkoal's a big one because Ninetales is, as we remember from Gen 5, kind of garbage. So the fact that there's a good sunsetter now means a lot of the stuff in UU was just unlocked out the gate. Things like Shift Tree, Venusaur, other things to just abuse sun. Darmanitan dropped with it regular, obviously, not Galarian because that's uber. But Regular dimanitan dropped alongside it, so there's a big, huge sun abuser at the same time that Torkoal comes out. Sun was a gigantic problem. So in the last week since this is being recorded, sun was too much. Something had to be done. Over the weekend, Venusaur was voted on by the council down there, and Quickband as well. So Venusaur is out. That That was the first step in starting to try and limit sun. Because that was its biggest abuser. Venusaur has been good in UU forever. Regular Venusaur. It, it was, has a good typing. It's immune to toxic, which is a very common move now that Home came out. And with growth, it's incredibly potent. And it got Weatherball as well, which just really augments the, the its move pool and coverage. And it didn't lose much from losing hidden power. So there are other things on top of Venusaur. This is just kind of meant to... Stop the bleeding, if you will, with sun in UU. There's other things that are being considered, like maybe Darmanitan being looked at, maybe drought itself being looked at, Nine Tails, Torkoal, and Heat Rock, because that might be ugly. Where if something just can Heat Rock sunny day, you have just as much of a problem as if you have a drought setter. Just it, it's all being considered, and things that are being looked at. Outside of the sun problem, a couple more things are on the radar, if you will. The next one outside of anything affected by sun is likely Haxorus, and Linian is probably at least screaming at me that this means the death of offense, but it kind of makes sense, because when Mamoswine was banned, that was especially Dragon Dance Haxorus' biggest revenge killer. Now, Haxorus gets one dance under its belt it can typically sweep through the remainder of your team band is also just really good at being a powerful powerful breaker so it might be too much and it might be ended up banished to the uubl tier with now venusaur and a couple other friends that have gone through the gone through the running so far um Something else to think about is when the DLC drops, we're going to get a lot more Pokemon that will eventually make their way down to UU, and part of the reason they banned Venusaur outright instead of Sun overall, it makes it easier for something to be retested in the future again. So they're trying to keep the, the end in mind, the next round of Pokemon in mind, if you will, and make it as easy as possible to reintroduce things back into UU when the time comes. Other things on the radar, which is a weird thing for me to think about because of how bad it's been historically, is regular old Necrozma. It's kind of on the ladder because it got Dragon Dance. And it also has Morning Sun, so it can take advantage of the sunlight that's now being rampant all over UU. Dragon Dance up, heal itself, and sweep through your team. And it's got Heat Wave as well if you want to go special-based. It's got Photon Geyser, which can go either direction, which is a really cool mechanic. And you can also do things like Autonomize with Weakness Policy to take advantage of the fact that Psychic Typing isn't the best. So really lure something into hitting you with a U-turn or a Dark Pulse or a Crunch or whatever and just Autonomize that turn. Go to town. That's really good for mixed things if you want to take advantage of both Photon Geyser and some other Physical moves that it gets. Another thing that has kind of arisen to fill the gap that Venusaur left is Shiftree, because much like Venusaur, it's a chlorophyll sweeper. However, Shiftree is a little bit different than Venusaur. Venusaur relied on growth and was I mean, it was basically a nasty plot. Let's be real with ourselves, because it's its physical is not that good, especially non-mega. It gains a little bit of attack that way, but it's not as good as its special options. Shiftry has the move pool and the boosting moves to do either of those things. You can go pure swords dance, you can go nasty plot with Shiftry and just go to town with whatever side, and they don't really know what you are until you reveal that boosting move, which is a big big advantage over Venusaur, which you always know is going to have... Giga Drain, Sludge Bomb, Weather Ball. It's, it's, its special move pool is much better than its physical. The fact that Tree is not immune to Toxic does kind of stink, because Toxic Spites do exist. The regular move Toxic exists, Poison status happens, and that is kind of something keeping Shiftry in line, if you will, as well as its just overall weaker attacking stats. But it's filling the void in the meantime until they figure out what they're doing next with Sun or just move on to the next suspect or don't do anything for a month and a half until the next DLC comes out and we have no idea what's landing. A lot of those, like all the other stuff, will probably land in OU first and then start to filter down. But in the meantime, I mean, when you know something is coming that's going to affect all of your tier it kind of makes you wonder if you should take action now or wait and see what happens. That's the real hard part that we're in in this month leading up to that coming out, and we don't really know what Pokemon are coming, so we have no idea what to expect as far as what's going to be good in a month and a half versus now. The whole meta could be turned on its head in an instant. So, yeah. Moving down, though, we're going to hop to are you now, which is got a lot of exciting stuff uh, there's been a lot of bands folks a lot a lot of bands in all of the tiers across a whole slew of reasons and stuff and down in RU a whole bunch of things were suspected at the same time which if you're only used to playing OU is not really something we're used to we we usually only see one thing at a time but down here they had five at once those five were Santa berescuta male Indeedee, alolan raichu and salazzle they were all tested at the same time centiscorch and berescuta were determined to be too much for the tier and they were banned to rubl Indeedee male alolan raichu and salazzle all remain and indeedy is the thing guys it's the thing to prepare for down here. It's omnipresent. It has an immense effect on the tier. Psychic Surge is good. Even though it, the Surges were nerfed a little bit this gen, they're still incredibly good. And the fact that it blocks now Sucker Punch as well, because it's psychic normal, uh, It it's still weak to Sucker Punch. It's not weak to Shadow Sneak, obviously, but it's still at risk. It's omnipresent. It's incredibly potent. It's got very high attacking stats for what it is and what tier it is another thing people are tremendously afraid of down here is i sound like a broken record sun because nine tails is here salazzle is here and a couple other things that have the potential to abuse sun are down here as well but salazzle is the biggest abuser and has led to a huge surge in gastrodon which can kind of check the course long as the Ninetales does not carry solar beam, which a lot of them don't. And Salazzle is a weird one because it's an offensive threat in being boosted by sun with its fire moves, things can't switch in because of its poison coverage, and corrosion, which is huge because that kind of puts a timer on anything, even things that normally you would expect to not have a timer because of poison immunity corrosion is really good down here another thing that happened is mantine left it rose to uu which it might come back down for an issue that we'll talk about when we get to the ou area but for now mantine is gone and with its special defense stat that could be a soft check to salazzle now it's not here anymore It's also meaning that it's much harder to remove hazards now, because Mantine was a great defogger. Zatu has reigned in that role and taken up that mantle and is now the primary hazard remover down here in RU. It's also a magic bouncer, which is kind of cool, if you time it right. Now, a bounced Toxic from a Corrosion Salazzle will not bounce the Corrosion ability back to... You can't can't poison a Salazzle with its own Toxic. That's not how it works. Zot 2 would have to have Corrosion as well. It doesn't copy that effect with Magic Bounce. So, just something to keep in mind. But a lot of stuff is really hugely benefiting from Sun down here as well. Uh, Salazzle, I've mentioned. A solar power Charizard is a scary thing to be looking at on the other side. Um, It can do all sorts of crazy things. Belly drum, choice specs. It's got coverage for days just because it's a Charizard. And It's something that could pop off a solar beam out of nowhere. We all kind of have seen the coverage that Leon's Charizard randomly throws out, so it can do quite a bit. Something that's existing and kind of rising now to counter the whole sun threat is Colossal, which is fun. It does a lot in one slot. With its typing, it can naturally counter pretty much any fire type out there, and you can get a steam engine going if you really wanted to. It also rocks, it also can spikes, it can also rapid spin. It does a lot for one Pokemon, and it also counters some of the big things that are happening right now because of the sun abuse. Another core that's happening down here, Zatu is the primary hazard remover because of Defog, which is just by definition much more reliable. There are rapid spinners, however, like Colossal itself and a couple other things that just happened to be down here and happen to know rapid spin. So Vikavolt is a pretty good threat. It's down here. It's bulky. It's got roost. It can heal itself again, which it didn't have up until home came out. And it's also got sticky webs. So you can lay that down possibly multiple times in a match if you need to. Pair that with a ghost type to stop any kind of spinning. And you have got a good team pretty much from there because sticky webs is something that you can really abuse especially when there aren't as many things down here to worry about like bisharp with defiant and things with contrary are not really on people's radar so with a little bit of speed control you can you can start to wail on a team pretty well so lazul's not nearly as threatening if it's slower than you because of how fragile it is Another cool thing that's starting to see a little bit of an uptick, because of Ndidi still being around and it not having been banned, Rest Talk Superpower Malamar with Contrary. You can just throw out superpowers left and right, it's neutral on Ndidi, set up yourself, max special defense with that to take on Ndidi's, you're immune to its psychic moves so you don't really care about the surge boost, and go to town. It's a good way to counter that particular threat, which is something you always have to factor in the back of your head. Another thing, Alolan Raichu didn't make the ban list, so if you need something to stop that, as well as help the fact that Salazzle is firing off Toxics at you left and right and poisoning your entire team, you've got my boy Lantern, because that can absorb all the electric moves from Alolan Raichu. It can also heal bell now a cleric is something that is extremely rare in this tier or at least extremely rare while still being effective so lantern is here to help you with that it also helps out with volt turn being a volt turner itself and absorbing any volts at least not the turns but the volts and it's pretty good use my lantern it's great down here i absolutely love lantern always have kind of like a cooler Rotom, but I digress. Moving on to NU before my voice just dies. A couple things were banned down here. Haunter and Sneasel were banned. That not really that big of a surprise. Haunter is just miniature Gengar. It's fast. It's deadly. It's got a lot of coverage moves and special attack and all that kind of stuff. It's it's surprisingly potent for being a middle stage. Sneasel is Sneasel and is just good, especially now that it's got knockoff back. Another thing that's on the radar as far as being suspected is Toxicroak. It hits a lot of things down here pretty neutrally, and it might even be quickbanned. That's unlikely, but there's there was minor discussion of it for a little bit. NU is Ally Zone number one. A lot of battles at the moment are pretty much sylv ally versus sylv ally which form did you bring which form did i bring does mine counter yours i don't know we're going to find out by beating each other with 120 base power multi-attacks the best types are water and dark most likely just because of coverage and water you can be a bulky water if you want to you can defog you can just go straight offensive with its extensive coverage options which is incredible Something left NU. A lot of things moved around, just because we had the usage update. And one of the things that left NU was Rhydon. With Rhydon gone, one of the most effective stealth rockers now is Sandaconda. So that's something to keep in mind. It's a pretty bulky thing. It's got, I believe, roughly the same defense stat as Zygarde 50% form, which is around the 120 area. It's thick, Not quite as thick as Eviolite Rhydon, of course, but it's bulky. And it can do all sorts of things like Coil to start sweeping, Glare to spread the yellow magic around and infuriate your opponent, all that kind of stuff. So with things like that arising, another thing that's starting to catch a little bit of steam, doing the same thing that Dracovish is doing is Arctovish. It's much slower, so it's not as good. But when your competition is slow stuff you don't really need a whole heck of a lot of speed. Arctivish just fires off vicious Wrens. Doesn't have strong jaw, not as good as Dracovish, but 170 base power stab is still 170 base power stab. So it's going to be doing a lot, especially, obviously, if you're weak to it. Another couple things, because Piloswine, Sandaconda, and a couple other things are rising... Wishy Washy is coming into play a little bit more. It's got crazy good move pool. So you can take advantage of a lot of things and just fire off a hydro pump when all things go wrong. Just do that. Maybe weaken your opponent's things that check water and pair it with Arctavish. You're a really slow team, but paralyze, stick, sticky web if you want to, um, and really go to town that way if you want to. Another thing that was on the slate to look at before didn't make it, is still in this tier, is Drampa. It's basically got no defensive counterplay, because it's got a lot of good coverage, it's got a pretty dang high special attack stat, and it's hard to stop. If it gets in on the wrong thing, you can kiss one of your teammates goodbye. That's just how Drampa is, and you have to constantly predict which coverage move it'll pop out, and if you're wrong... Now it's a 5v4 or whatever, and it can come in repeatedly because it's got a good amount of bulk. It's slow, but it's got bulk, and it can come in. Another thing is Cothagregis. It's the normal one, not the Runoregis, and that's arguably S-rank at the moment because of just how many things it flat-out walls. Drampa stuck on a normal move for instance, a lot of other things stuck on normal moves and because it's got a absolutely colossal defense stat and contributes to the team with things like spin blocking, setting its own toxic spikes, which can really help wear down things like Sandaconda, Arctovish, all the Silvally forms except for a couple. It really starts to add a lot. It's stoppable with toxic and pressure stalling, of course, but it's still incredibly good as a physical wall, and a hazard setter. It's part of the reason why Sylve Ally Dark is so good in this tier. But one of the things, which is the first thing on the spice rack that I want to pull down, is Silvally Fire type, which is a little bit of a newer addition to NU's radar. You just have regular attacks like multi attack, flame charge, dragon claw, and Swords dance in the last slot if you wish. It hits a lot of stuff hard. A really common core down here in NU is Clefairy with Eviolite plus Eldegoss. It's a pretty good core. Clefairy is just bulky. You've even seen that in OU because of how bulky and good the Clef family is just by, by its ability, by its move pool, and it can do a little bit of everything. Clefairy can set Stealth Rock if you want to. It can also Wish Pass. Now that it's got Teleport, it can do a lot. And Eldegoss is your Rapid Spinner and just bulky grass, which is always a good thing, especially when Ground-types and Water-types are on the rise. So, Sylve Ally Fire walks in and kind of dismantles that core, almost completely, because Multi-Attack's power buff, this generation up to 120, does a lot And if you get a Swords Dance in on top of a Flame Charge, there's not a whole lot that can stand in your way. So, so Ally Fire is pretty darn good at dismantling a lot of common cores down here. You can maybe throw in a Coverage move to attempt to knock out a physically-based ground type or something like that. But that's up to you. We are going to take a small break here. I'm a little tired. I'm gonna go rest up for a sec but I'll be right back with the final two tiers. (gasps) Okay, we are good now. Recovered and everything. So, finishing up the bottom, fully formed, brand new tier that had the most bans of anything, we've got PU. Here is the list of everything that has been banned from the PU tier as of recording. Arctovish, Arctozult, Swubat, Silvally normal, Noctowl, Silvally Ground, Silvally Fire, Silvally Flying, Vulpix, and Heat Rock. That is the list. Lots of Silvallies, lot of the entire fossil line, pretty much. Noctowl and Sun, pretty much is the list of everything. Other things are on the radar, though. We are not done, which is why I specified at time of recording, because who knows, by tomorrow when the show comes out, they may have banned these things. Those things are Sylvaly Dragon Type and Type Null. Those are still on the radar at the moment. But everything else that was on the radar a week ago has since been taken off of the radar. Sun is a problem everywhere you go, except for OU, apparently, where it fell flat and died it fizzled out in OU because there's just so many other bigger bulkier scary monstrous things up there and all the other tiers are left to suffer for it which is why when Torkoal dropped and Darmanitan dropped UU kind of fell apart but sun is a problem here too or at least it was until a few days ago when Vulpix and Heat Rock were banned so you can't just manually set sun either with all of those, though, with the current state of bands, Silv Ally Dragon is S rank right at the top for its just pure offensive potential. It basically has a free, no cost stab outrage thanks to multi attacks one twenty buff. It's got sword dance. It's got perfect coverage on top of it with potential fighting moves, fire moves, poison moves, if you want, and it's still got ninety five defenses. So you can do things like a defog set or a pure support set with the dragon typing. So it's got a lot of options. That's the scary thing about Silvally. It has so many options and so many different types it can be. And you don't know which one it is at team preview. You see the normal type one. That's the only information you know is they have one. You don't know what type it is until it comes out. So... It could be a little bit of anything, and if you're in the wrong thing at the moment, all of a sudden the dragon Silvalli swords dances in front of you, and you have to figure out how am I going to absorb this outrage coming at me with no chance of it getting confused, cause it's not outrage, it's multi attack, and you're in big trouble, because not as many good fairies are down here to absorb that, except a couple random smaller ones, or just things that are very physically bulky, like throw which is the other S-rank thing at the moment. It's got incredible bulk. It adds a lot of utility to a team. And it really is kind of a glue to a whole lot of cores down there. So whichever whichever Sesame Street brother that is, or whichever whatever they are, whatever, whatever Sesame Street Muppet throw is, is pretty good. It's a good one down here. And another thing that happens, as what happened with Dragon... When Silvalli Normal left, Silvalli Ground and Fire and Flying filled the slot, and so now when those left, uh, another type fills it, just because you're, it's kind of the same thing, no matter what it is. So, if Dragon is banned, who knows? Maybe Grass will fill that void and do something, because just the next Silvalli fills the slot that's left, fills the void that's left over by the previous one. The only thing different is Typing but move pool bulk everything else stays the same it's the land of Silv ally number two down here in PU Um, and another couple things that are incredibly good mawile is an incredibly potent thing that was on a lot of people's ban radar for a long time and it's an offensive threat down here it can be a stealth rocker if you want it to be but it's also got sheer force life orb play rough because play rough is boosted by sheer force because of that potential attack drop So it's scary, and it's still got things like Sucker Punch, which are not boosted by sheer force, but, you know, oh well. It's still a life orb-boosted priority move at base 80 power or 70 power. It's kind of scary. And another cool thing off of the PU spice rack that I've seen, sun may be out, but that doesn't mean that rain can't have its day. Ludicolo is down here serving up coffee to all who are unsuspecting, and it doesn't have a lot of counters, really, by the definition of what a counter is, if rain is set up. Not many things can switch in and take two consecutive hits. In the worst case scenario, Sans crit or something like that. Even things like Eveolite Type Null, Marini, things like that are not really true counters to this thing. They can be two-shot in one way or another with rain up. Ludicolo, if you give it an opportunity to get in and get its, get its footing, is absolutely terrifying. So that's the PU spice rack for where we are. Now before we hit OU, there are a couple extra tiers that I wanted to mention, because a lot of interesting stuff is happening. Doubles OU, regular old OU but doubles, has banned Dynamax random battles which was not something i was expecting to see a suspect on suspected the dynamax phenomenon but they voted on it staying so in random battles you can still hit the dynamax button and one incredibly potent thing that i always like to see on my random battles is kingdra because you set rain you activate swift swim you dynamax you start firing off hurricanes and you boost your speed up so that when the rain is over you still have perfect, accurate Hurricanes for the time being, but you're also at plus whatever speed, and that's an incredibly potent threat. You can also reset reset your own rain by Dynamaxing in... Ugh, Thatch is going to kill me. Whatever the water-type Dynamax move is, I've deleted them from my memory, because I'm primary, primarily an OU player. So whatever. There was one other thing that was really, really exciting to me, And that was what's happening in National Dex OU. Mega Blastoise was suspected. I repeat, Mega Blastoise is too much for National Dex OU, all because it earned Shell Smash. And with Mega Blastoise, it's got the ability to support that. Regular Blastoise doesn't quite have it. It doesn't have the stats. It doesn't have the ability. But Mega has the Mega Launcher ability and all the moves to complement it. So that's when it becomes too much. A lot of things were being held back by the fact that Mega Blastoise existed and there weren't a lot of things to stop it. And it has been deemed too much for Nat Dex OU and has been banned. All because of one little move. It's amazing how one tiny little thing can tip the scales on an otherwise completely irrelevant Pokemon. It's amazing, really. And speaking of Shell Smash, if you're into the balanced Hackmons tiers, that is suspecting Shell Smash because it's a bonkers move. When you're getting plus six stats minus two, that's a net plus four stat boost, but it doesn't really matter about the minus. You've got plus six across your three offensive stats. So who cares about the other ones? You just go to town. And if you can do that on... Anything, cause it's hackmons, terrifying. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner because shell smash is absolutely bunkers as far as what it can do and what it can enable. So, that brings us to the big one. OU, the main tier, if you will, my personal favorite and the one that I play most often, had a lot happen in this month. Arena trap was suspected and it finally finished and to. No one's real surprise. Arena Trap is gone from OU. Another thing that happened really kind of out of the blue, but I guess you might as well knock it out like you promised you would Melmetal's suspect test, which you sharp eared listeners heard me mention earlier and heard me mention the results. It remains banned. It was kind of close, a little bit, but it didn't quite reach the 60% required for it to come back down. And, you know. There were opinions either way. Some of them swayed me a little bit. I didn't quite make it to the voting area, but I'm not sure what I would have voted if I actually made the requirements, because there were a lot of good arguments either way. It's a good wall. It's an incredibly potent attacker, so long as you can survive long enough to get the double iron bash through, and... You know, people people thought it would be the thing to stop Clefable's endless reign of wish-passing, but it turns out that Melmetal's optimal partner is wish-pass Clefable, so it didn't really stop it at all, and Melmetal counters itself, so Clefable switches from it, the Melmetal in front of it to your own, and you just... It kind of did that whole bouncing back and forth thing where you had the same two Pokémon coming in on both sides of the team all the time, and they were the core to each other's threats. There were a lot of cool metal sets, though, that uh, some of which were very, very creative. A lot of people thought of Rocky Helmet and Iron Barb's Ferrothorn, as well as Rocky Helmet on just everything. Like Hippowdon started carrying it, even Corviknight started carrying it, in order to put a little bit of a damper on Metal firing off its double iron bashes. You wanted to make it KO itself. Because unless you're targeting it with special moves, you can't really easily KO it back. But there's an item that completely negates that. Protective pads started to see a little bit of use. And that, for those of you unaware, because I wasn't, if an effect would happen on making contact with the opponent, if you're holding protective pads, that effect does not happen. Static does not trigger. Rocky helmet and iron barbs, most importantly, do not trigger if you have protective pads you lose the benefit of choice band you lose the health recovery of leftovers which is particularly bad on something with a high hp stat like melmetal does because it gets a lot more use out of leftovers than something else but you don't ko yourself which is always a plus that was starting to see some play defensive melmetal with acid armor and body press was starting to see play as kind of a, a topper to more defensive teams I could never get it to work, but that's neither here nor there. It's It was good. It was incredibly good. And when it's coming off 143 defense on top of your 143 attack, it's really good. So, with that, though, Melmetal still Ubers. It's not coming down. The great Clefable Ender that everyone thought it would happen isn't happening. So, what's next? What's happening now? What's next on the radar? The answer is the DLC... For the most part, because we don't really want to do anything big and then have that drop. The the biggest things on just the general public's radar are Dracovish, Qrem, and possibly Clefable or Teleport. There might be a complex ban there. And some other even less likely things are Zeraora and Conkelder, which both of those kind of, depending on the moveset, don't really have effective counters and can really take care of things by themselves. Conkelder is particularly scary. Aura is still a little bit on the weak side, but Conkelder can two-hit KO everything, especially now that it got close combat. Close combat, guts-boosted, is nothing to scoff at. That can oko things that it kinda shouldn't. So, th- it might be on the radar. It's still really slow. But Who knows? The biggest thing, though, and if there is going to be a suspect test before the DLC drops, it's going to be Dracovish. Because people have started to realize how much of a constraining effect it has on just overall team building. Some people thought it was okay. There were arguably a lot more broken things to get out of the metagame first before we tackle this thing. But if you, especially because it's on an upward trend right now, if you don't have a water-immune Pokemon, you lose at Team Preview. If they have a banned Dracovish and know how to play it and don't just sack it for no reason, you lose. Even if you have water-resistant things, I know we've said it time and time again, Toxapex is too it KO'd by banded Dracovish in the right conditions. Ferrothorn is 2 it KO'd in the right conditions. It is nothing to laugh at. And... It's the only reason Seismatode exists at all. It kind of, Seismatode offers roll compression, but you don't need roll compression if the reason you need all the, to compress all the rolls is because you need a water absorber. You can do so much more with teams right now, which could help with these otherwise also broken things like QREM, for example. Let's just look at Dracovish's effect on QREM's usage. Dracovish's existence means that you require water absorbers, which are all primarily water types themselves. Which, now that QREM got freeze dry, are QREM food. So it boosts it in that way. It also makes you lose a slot that could otherwise be occupied by something like a Bronzong if you really wanted to just hard stop QREM. Other things exist right now that could help slow it. Things like Special Defensive Jirachi. That can take pretty much all of the moves QREM can throw out. Sans Earth Power, but if it's locked itself into Earth Power, take advantage of that in other ways. But you can't afford to run Jirachi right now because one of your slots always has to be this thing or this core. Simply because Dracovish is a Pokemon that could be on the team. And you don't want to auto-lose to just a Pokemon that has pretty good usage. It's got a lot of powerful voices behind banning it, or at least suspecting it. Uh, folks like Finkinator in the forums have voiced their thought that it might actually be over the edge, be too much on team building. And that's one of the one of the candidate tier things for something being banned, is if it has too much of a constraining factor on team building. So now that we've gotten everything else out of the way that's much more broken, we can focus in on this stupid fish and finally get it out of the way. Personally, if you ask this radio voice, I think it's time for it to go. I hate Seismitoad. I don't know why. It's cool colors, and it's kind of neat, and it's a ground immunity and a water immunity all in one. Functionally, it's very cool. I just hate looking at it. So if I don't have to see or let alone use another seismotode for a long time, this voice will be happy. I'm sure there's some people that probably agree with me. Um, I don't like having to run water absorbers on every team. It makes some other cool things like Gyarados, Keldeo, things like that just completely irrelevant because you have to run a water absorber. So if your primary stab is water... You're not fun. You're not good in OU. So you can run things like Keldeo again if Seismatode no longer is a requirement. Clefable is another big thing. It can do everything. And the thing that's kind of putting it over the edge is the fact that it gained Teleport. Which, for those who don't know, you probably do know, but just to make sure, Teleport is a minus-six priority switch move. Meaning you can make sure the next thing in gets a safe wish. Previously, Clefable could throw a wish in the air and protect to heal itself, or hard switch into what needed to be healed, but that then needed to absorb a hit, which means it would often die if it needed the wish in the first place. Teleport allows it to make sure that that Melmetal for a little bit, that Rotom Heat, that Wallbreaker that was worn down, gets its wish, and can Wallbreak again. Clefable into Terrakion is terrifying especially if the terrakion has a life orb and needed the wish in the first place frightening clefable healing a rem up after it taking a little bit of chip or stealth rock damage terrifying that's arguably one of its most effective ways not keeping your defensive things alive but giving your wall breakers more chances than they deserve so there's a lot of argument for banning clefable or something to do with teleport we don't really know At the moment, because a lot more things that we didn't expect to have teleport will get it come this DLC. Things like Slowbro, that has Regenerator and teleport. That's kind of scary. Things like Chansey has teleport. It does not have Wish and teleport. That's an important thing to note. Wish is incompatible with Let's Go, which is the only place that Chansey can get teleport. So, fear not. You're not seeing that kind of level of wish passing, but it's still a wish into, or not a wish, pardon me, a teleport into something else that should have been able to absorb it or should not have been able to. It's. It might lead to teleport the move being banned. We don't really know. It's up in the air. Some trends in OU. Hippowdon has finally been rediscovered. It was kind of on its way up last month, but now it's really just been... Rediscovered to its fullest, it's an incredibly effective core with Ferrothorn and Clefable, especially now that Terrakion's been enabled. Uh, Hippowdon is an excellent counter to Excadrill and Terrakion, and a little bit for Conkeldur. Generally physically offensive things. So, Hippowdon's on the rise, and it pairs well with Ferrothorn and Clefable for healing and just hazard stacking. Hippowdon can start the Whirlwind chain, and Ferrothorn can... Really crank up that passive damage through Iron Barbs, Spikes, Leech Seed, knocking all the stuff off, and Clefable heals both of them. Excadrill is one of the best Pokémon right now, just in a general sense. Moldbreaker is still incredibly good. Now Sandrush is starting to see a whole lot of play, and that's just because Hippodon's on the way up. Ty- uh, Tyranitar can exist now that Dugtrio and Melmetal aren't here which would have held it back and doug trio was holding it back so you've got a couple options as far as setting sun doesn't have pursuit not quite as good as it used to be but it still exists um like i mentioned terrakion and i mentioned this on this week's show as well terrakion is picking up a lot of steam now that its primary stoppers and stopper and revenge killer is out arena trap really kept Terrakion from thriving and existing because it could get a KO, but then it's just immediately revenge killed unless your life orb sword stance quick attack. Exactly. And now you can afford to run Earthquake to stop Toxapex and things like that. So Terrakion is picking up a lot. Another couple of things, if you're running Specs Dragapult, don't. It's kind of fallen off the radar. It really depended on things like Arena Trap to bop things and get them in range. Of specs because it's not as powerful as other. I mean, it's specs 100 base special attack. You can only go so far with that. So, one thing you can do if you're if you're really wanting to run specs Dragapult, run it with a whole bunch of status inflictors and hex because specs hex. That's fun to say. Specs hex is incredibly powerful if you hit something that has a status affliction. So, if you really want to spread the magic around, yellow magic, purple magic, red magic, even. Specs Hex might be a consideration. Scarf is also garbage. Unless you are incredibly terrified of Excadrill, in Sand specifically, Scarf doesn't really do enough base 100 special attack, and you're required to run Timid on that pretty much. You'd think you can run Modest, but you would need Timid in order to outrun Excadrill in Sand. So you're locked into that. You then have to run Fire Blast, which might not even KO an Excadrill. I repeat, a fire blast may not one shot an Excadrill. So your Scarf Revenge Killer for the drill is useless because it didn't not get out. It's not very good. The ways to go are Dragon Dance for hyper offense teams and Hex for everything else. I personally like Hex because I'm a sadist and like to spread status over my entire opponent's team. I'm a monster. Things that might pick up, though, that I want to mention real quick, I've mentioned a couple of them. If Toad. Is no longer needed. If I never have to see a seismotoad again, other things that set stealth rock might start to pick up, which can lead to a lot of interesting changes if Dracovish is kicked. Things like Como-O using rocks. You see it now, but you'll see it more. Special defensive Jirachi existing to counter things like Clefable, Qrem, things like that that are specially based. Jirachi can do a lot of work there. Tyranitar can come in and start setting rocks. Mamoswine can be a rocker, as well as. Just good coverage. Rotom Heat does exist, and that resists Mamoswine's coverage and, and stab, but otherwise it hits everything neutrally. Cobalion. I mentioned this really early on in the home meta forecast, if you will. Cobalion could be good, especially with Bisharp kind of seeing a little bit more play right now, as well as just absorbing a whole bunch of other status conditions. It's kind of seeing a pickup bronzong could come in and be a rocker it's not bulky enough right now unless you're scared of exactly qrim but it could see a little bit of play one final thing i wanted to mention um, about kind of tying into how mantine's use shot up a little bit but will maybe see a little bit of a decline i don't know if i've mentioned this in previous months but i'm going to now metronome had a big old discovery that we've been doing wrong in the Smogon community for about 10 years now, since Showdown really existed. Previously, we were under the impression that it kept stacking if the opponent used Protect. We found out, no, it does not. Metronome does not keep stacking its damage if the opponent uses Protect. With that move being so common, especially on things like Clefable, that was kind of how things like Mantine and even Zeraora eventually broke past Clefable. Now, with the discovery that we've gotten the coding wrong for a decade, it can't do that. So, if you were running Metronome on things... Get rid of it. Really quickly. Things like Magnet on Aura are fine. Mantine has dropped off the radar. Don't use Mantine unless you're using it as a defogger for some reason, and that's a special defensive wall, but don't use offensive Mantine. It's not good. Use something else like even Ludicolo might be better, but Mantine really depended on that metronome existing and continually stacking on top of Clefable and other things that use Protect, but it doesn't. Oh well. Whoop-de-doodle. So we finally fixed it after a decade. Better late than never. Finally, Spice Rack. This one is fun. And I wanted to end on this. We're gonna we're not really doing a team of the episode. We're we've just been having a, a little cordial discussion, you and I. You looking at your radio, me looking at a microphone, and hearing no one else. Mew has an incredibly cool set that popped up on the Smogon Rate right, My Team threads, and I've used it a little bit. It's incredibly fun. It was made by user Cheesy on his team that he posted on April 18th. And it's Mew holding Leftovers, Ability Synchronize, EVs, whatever. Maximum HP, Maximum Special Defense with four defense. You could probably tailor that a little bit. He just picked a stat and just went into it. Careful Nature, zero IVs. Here's the move set. Block, Soft Boiled, Imprisoned and transform. Actually, change that a little bit. Change that soft-boiled to a roost. Block, roost, imprison, transform. The idea, you get Mew in on a defensive wall, be that a Clefable, if you're quick enough, a Ferrothorn, a seismatoad, a Corviknight without U-turn, a anything that you want to get rid of. You block immediately it can no longer switch out unless its name is Clefable and it can teleport out, but you might be able to work around it. Next, you use Imprison, which, for those who don't know, keeps you and your opponent, well, not you, keeps your opponent from using any moves that you have on your list. So the fact that I just said change out Softboiled to Roost, that is because if you're in on a, say, Corviknight, and you use Imprison off the bat. That Corvanite can no longer use Roost. You can, but that Corvanite can't. So it can't use you as Heal Fodder. If it doesn't have U-Turn, you block it so it can't get out. And then you transform into it. The Imprison still takes place. It's still an effect on you. Meaning your opponent can't use any moves that you and it share... And you've just transformed into them. And they're blocked. They cannot leave. They're stuck in here with you. And they struggle. So you just absorb it four times. They knock themselves out. It's so fun (laughs) to just trap someone in with you and watch them kill their own wall. Which is why I would think that you might want to go a little bit more on the physically defensive side with this, because struggle is a physical attack, it does hit your physical defense, so mm, if you're forcing them to struggle and if you don't happen to copy something with a healing move, you can't really recover that off until you come in again and roost, but i've done it a couple times i grabbed a seismitoad i grabbed a ferrothorn i almost grabbed a clefable had i gotten it in the right order and transform imprisoned stopped its teleport then blocked it 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 could have worked but it's it's kind of too much to do in one thing on something that has a switching move also doesn't work on ghosts fyi but (laughs) oh my goodness if you if you want to be ultimate sadist level this thing is fun Imagine this with a Dracovish, and you grab their Seismitoad and just remove it, then go to town. It's a lot of fun <laughs> to try that out. So that's my spice for the month as far as OU goes. Next month, we're hoping there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. We're going to do kind of a another State of the Union with the regular, the regular thing with people other than me, in case I'm not entertaining enough for you but that's okay you don't have to tell me you can just keep that to yourself but we're gonna have some people here kind of cap off the pre-dlc meta if more pokemon have been revealed in various videos or things like that or we know a little bit more we're gonna talk about what might be coming down the pipeline things like volcarona for instance are coming they are coming in a month and a half we're gonna have heavy duty boots and volcarona at the same time i am very pumped we're gonna talk about that a whole lot but that's next month. Maybe by then we won't have a stupid tail-headed dragon fish terrorizing us. Maybe we will. But I hope you've enjoyed this abbreviated version of Battlecast. It's been a little bit of fun to record. And thank you for bearing with me for this time. We'll see you next month with a new show. If you want to catch more Puckle goodness, you can do that on the main feed, as you probably all know. And other things on the Puckle Plus feed, like TCG Cast and trivia and puckle live shows when they occur you can support the show in other ways like following us on facebook twitter and instagram those are the big three twitter especially tells you when things are happening and most importantly follow us on discord that's where all the cool stuff happens where the tournaments happen we're gonna get ready to start summer league later than normal for those of you who are used to summer league happening we're kind of low-key don't tell thatch i told you we're waiting for the dlc to drop so that the gym leaders can kind of have a little bit more of a pool to do things with and also we're deciding what format to do it in because of the timer issue so we'll be at you with new 2020 version of summer league soon and the rules and things for that other than that though this has been battlecast i have been seth Vilo. you have been a loyal listener and i will see you next month.